From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're answering your top questions so that you and your spouse can reignite the connection with a sex challenge. Listen to this quote from Joshua J. Marine around challenges. It says, challenges are what make life interesting. Overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. I like that one. Well, and it totally fits as we're talking about sex challenges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. A hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the one family whose marriage has experienced transformation, who's Mm -hmm. had breakthrough. And this hug comes from an email message that we received that starts off with, you have no idea how quick and profound your impact on my marriage and relationship has been. Mm. I had seriously never, in all caps, listened to a podcast, any podcast, before the end of June. Then one day I thought, I've heard people enjoy these things called podcasts, and I opened up Pandora and took a look around. I filtered generally through categories and spotted the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, opened it up, and the most recent episode was on sexless marriage. I've been married to my wonderful husband for 30 years. We love each other, but had gotten way off track in a lot of areas. The sexless marriage episode was profound for me. It immediately challenged me and reframed the way I think about things. I had a newfound optimism that we could find our way back to the connection we had early in our relationship. My primary longing was for more emotional intimacy, and he was so defeated by the lack of physical intimacy. We had become so, so distant with each other. I was inspired to start my own changes. I will tell you that we had sex more times in the past three weeks than we had had in the previous year. Wow. Hello. Mm -hmm. In addition, the non-sexual touch intimacy has improved so much. While I am growing and challenging myself in the area of physical intimacy, my husband has also been so open and worked hard to be more emotionally available and communicative. We are on fire. Love it. Oh, I love this. And keep in mind, she did say they've been married for 30 years. Exactly. So it is never too late. It is never too late for you to do something for your marriage. And you know, it's so interesting to, to hear that and to just hear that enthusiasm for a couple that's been married for 30 years and just all the changes that they're making and, and having more sex in three weeks than they had in, you know, the previous year. And, you know, it really ties in well with where we are this year because this week wraps up the 30-day sex challenge that we've been doing within within the one family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been an amazing, incredible month. And if you missed out on doing it this month, that's okay. Don't, don't freak out. Don't send us lots of emails. We're going to be doing another one at the start of the year Yes. that you're going to know about. We're going to share it all over. So, so don't miss out when it comes in the future. But for us, this one, this was our 11th challenge, you guys. That's crazy. And I will say it's sort of interesting because our first challenge was 60 days. Mm-hmm. Everything in between has been between seven and 14. Mm-hmm. And this has been our longest one since we did the 60 day sex challenge 12 years ago now. And 
you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, like, how do you do that? And what is a challenge? And, and all of these questions come about. And that's why we're doing mm-hmm. this show, because not only have we learned a, a tremendous amount doing them over the years, and especially doing this one, yeah. but those in the one family who have been participating in this have learned so much themselves. And we know, because we asked you, you know, how many of you have ever done a challenge of any length? Any length. Any length. You know, I, I put it up on Instagram stories and that's where we do all of our polls. So if you ever want to participate in a One Extraordinary Marriage poll, follow us on Instagram because mm-hmm. that's where the questions show up. And only 24% of you had ever done a challenge. Of any length. Of any length. Mm-hmm. 24%. And, you know, I mean, that was us the first 11 years of our marriage. Like I would have never considered, that would have been like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, I pretty much did tell Tony he was crazy. You did. Yeah. I said a few other things when he's like, Hey, let's do a challenge. And you know, I not only did I tell him it was crazy, but the first time that he ever mentioned it, and this is important for somebody to hear the first time that Tony ever mentioned us doing a sex challenge, my immediate reaction was no, just flat out, not going to happen. Can I just say, if you want to, if you want to hear that story of our first sex challenge, it's episode one, 60 days of sex, go check it out. We share that challenge. And it's honestly the beginning of our journey to taking our marriage from ho-hum to an extraordinary marriage. Yeah, it's interesting because we were we were at an event for Front Row Dads mm-hmm. um, last week. And one of the questions that, that this husband asked, he goes, when you say no, when you react like that, why are you saying no? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it can fall into a number of different buckets. It's you know just a quick, quick spontaneous reaction right? Like just a reflex. No, it's because I don't understand what I'm being asked. It's because I feel emotionally disconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there can be so many reasons why you say no. And sometimes they're all wrapped into one, but it was, it was such a great question. And just as a side note to all of our new listeners from front row dads, welcome. Yeah. Um, amazing organization changing the way that, that men do life. Yeah. I really think. Uh, but because of that question, it t- so ties into this challenge, right? Because that was my first response. Absolutely not. And yet what we've seen, the growth that we've seen, not just in our own marriage, but in countless, uh, guys, I can't even tell you how many couples around the world, part of the one family have done sex challenges over the years and have seen so much transformation. But we know because 76% of you have not done a challenge, that there are still a lot of questions out there. And there are still a lot of things that you need to overcome before we do the next challenge so that you can participate with us. It's why we're doing this show. And so maybe you aren't doing a challenge right now, or or maybe it's something that you don't know how to bring up, or or you just have questions, right? Keep listening. Mm -hmm. Because what you're going to get out of today's show may change how you actually do marriage in the future. And I think a big thing too is how you would approach this because so many people in our society are just like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? I'm, I'm not going to put out for my husband for, you know, seven days, 14 days, 30 days, like, and guys going, I don't know if I really want to, you know, romance my wife or have to deal with, you know, the ups and downs of that. Mm-hmm. Believe me, stick with us because you guys are amazing. The one family is amazing. And what you share and and what you want answered, we're going to dive into it because we've done enough. I, I would say that Elise and I are experts in sex challenges. We've done plenty of them. We've done 12, as Elisa said. I think this is the 13th one. 
Uh, yeah, it's probably like 12 or 13 now. So it's not it's like... It's 11 years of doing it. I think we had one year. Is this, are we doubling up this year? We, we doubled up this year. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Because we did one in February and in October. Wow. So it is 13. But it's not like this is a one and done. We don't come and stand behind these microphones and go, oh, look at We did a 30-day sex challenge once and it changed our marriage. No, we've done plenty. So let's start diving into some of these questions for you guys. And hopefully, we can around, unravel some stuff and give you the confidence to step out and ask your spouse to do one with you. Well, I want to share first why a couple might consider doing a sex challenge. Yeah, let's go there. And, and you know, some, there are some couples out there that are like, you know what? We we like challenges, right? You know, it's, it's the self um, self development, the personal development couples. They're like, hey, this is new and different. Let's do this. You know, and, and there's those couples out there. There are some whose marriage maybe hasn't been in that great a place, and they do this, you know, in with a hope and a prayer that it's going to fix whatever hasn't been working in their marriage. Mm-hmm. There are some, like the hug that I read, um, where sex hasn't been a priority in a really, really, really long time. And there's hope that this is going to reconnect, mm-hmm. rekindle, bring that sexual intimacy component back to their marriage. For some, it's a last-ditch effort to get any type of connection in a marriage. And what's happened with us over the years, this last one really does apply to us, it's something that we actually do annually at least once a year to, to recalibrate and bring the focus back to our marriage. Mm-hmm. And we actually got a message from someone on Instagram that says that they do a sex challenge every year around their anniversary. It, it, they've just, if they've done it for the last, this they just did for the third time. So for the last three years. Okay. And it's just, it's a tradition that they've brought into their marriage starting at year, I think it was year 10. And so this is what they do around their anniversary. How amazing. You, you know, depending on what you do, you're like coming out of one year and going into the next year, all with a bang, mm-hmm. pun intended, absolute pun intended. And, you know, in all honesty, guys, I mean, you, many of you have heard our story. When we did our first sex challenge, our marriage was not in a great place. We were doing the roommate thing. Mm-hmm. We were probably, if I had to guess, having sex a couple times a month, maybe. Yeah, I, I would say we were at like probably, I would say we were anywhere from like a one to three time a month having sex. It wasn't a priority. Mm-mm. It wasn't on my radar screen. And, you know, when Tony suggested this, we really started having co- multiple conversations because any conversation about sex is not a one and done. That's right. That's a, that's a key point. And not just when you're looking at a sex challenge, but your sexual intimacy as a whole, if you're picking up like the 19 questions to amazing sex, or you have picked it up, it's not a one and done. Mm-hmm. There are 19 questions there. In a sex challenge, there's multiple questions that we need to be aware of, understand one another, where we're going, what we're doing, how does this look? So it's not a one and done conversation. Elisa and I, as we've been going through the 30 day sex challenge, there have been multiple times where we have our guidelines and yet we've had to come together and go, wait a minute, what is this going to look like for tonight? Right. And so going back to that first one, and this is a conversation that literally guys, every time we do a sex challenge, we have some of these same conversations. You know, what does this look like in this season? For us. So even though you may hear us say we're doing a 30 day sex challenge in January, does it mean you're going to do all 30 days? Are you going to do every other day? So you get 15 days. Are you doing a portion of the month for seven days, but you just want to be in and hearing what others are doing and experiencing, Hey, the highs and the lows with everybody else. So that way you're not just in a silo by yourself Mm -hmm. going, Oh, we're horrible because we only got two days and we couldn't get past day two. 
And we've had many couples, you know, face challenges where, you know, they've been doing this and, and somebody has gotten sick or, you know, unexpected travel or all these kinds of things. And it's been incredible to watch the community rally around so that you don't have that sense of isolation or, oh my gosh, we're a failure. And so you've got people that are like, hey, just, just do it, right? Get back into it. One of them though too is how do we define sex? I think that's a big question that we receive often from the one family and from others mm-hmm. when they are looking at a sex challenge. How do you define sex? What does that look like? Does it mean intercourse every night? Does it mean that women have to have an orgasm and guys have to ejaculate? What does that look like? So that's a question that the two of you have to define. And for Elisa and I, when it's a seven-day sex challenge, pretty easy. Hey, we're having intercourse pretty much almost every night. It's either orgasm, ejaculation. We're we're cool on that. 30-day has challenged us there. Mm-hmm. And so we've had to address that and go, all right, what does this look like for us? And you guys are going to have to do the same. Well, because, you know, the, and this was some, a question that somebody asked, they're like, why would you do a 30 day challenge if for most women, she's going to get her period in that period of time? Mm, great question. And so doesn't that set you up for failure? And the truth is, depending on how the two of you define sex, it, it doesn't have to, right? I mean, for us, I do not enjoy having intercourse on the heaviest days of my period. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make me feel better. I just don't feel good. So we actually did not have intercourse on those days mm-hmm. and we chose other sexual activity. I mean, there's oral sex, there's naked cuddling, there's, you know, all different kinds of sexual activity that you can do that if you've defined it ahead of time, you know that that's part of your toolbox. Yeah. And, and around that one too, how do we define this sex challenge for us. So if you're doing a seven day, by all means, you can, you can plan around the woman's period and you should be because you should know when she's having her period and then figuring out the time of month when she's ovulating and her sexual desire is at its highest. Unless you're trying not to make a baby, in which case don't do it that week. Right. Or use protection. Just FYI, we're all adults. Make sure you know how to use protection. Um, we've had a number of seven days and 30 day and 60 day kids come out of, of challenges, which is amazing. And we love those stories because some of those folks were actually trying to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's pretty easy. So for us defining on a 30 day sex challenge per se, that time period, it's a no go. Did we fail? Heck no. That's a mindset. It's still success because okay, we didn't do 30 out of 30 days. It's okay because we defined early on what our challenge is going to be. It's around a certain period of time. So at least we're not just nebulous and it's just sort of ongoing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those were just some of the the general questions that Tony and I discuss every time that we do a challenge. You know, somebody came right out and said, well, well, what is it? What is a sex challenge? And at its very most foundational level, it's a commitment that the two of you make to be sexually intimate for a certain number of days. And I hope you picked up on the fact that I said sexually intimate. Because again, this is all about how the two of you define sex, mm-hmm. which goes to another question. And you know, somebody said, is it always intercourse? I don't know if it's always intercourse for you. So this month in particular, there was one evening where... It was a Friday night. And so many of you know, our oldest plays football 
and Friday Night Lights. I mean, he plays varsity ball at one of the top schools here in San Diego. We're not missing it. It was a huge game. It's called the Holy Bowl, the 56th meeting of these two teams. Well, we got on campus. We worked all day, had all our stuff we did all day long. We were on campus at around 4, 430 for tailgate. And we were also helping set up for post meal for the boys after the game. So on campus, tailgate, setting up meal, uh, the post meal, game time, after game, which we won. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, great game. After the game, we have post meal. So that's when everybody gets to come in. All the boys, all the families, we sit, we eat, we talk, we hang out. And then we had to clean up. By the time we got out and in our car, it was already 1130. We had not had sex that day. And Elisa and I looked at each other and we're like, wow, it is going to be late. We're both spent. And we had to so go, okay, is tonight about intercourse? Are we? Do we need to go to intercourse or what's another option? And between the two of us, we were just like, you know what? Tonight's about naked cuddling. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to make sure happens tonight. And we're counting that. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, you know, so that's the conversation we're having in the car. We come home, both of our teenagers are awake and we end up talking as a family, just one of those spontaneous, you know, as a mom and a dad, it makes your heart good to just have those conversations with your teenagers. We didn't stop that conversation until about 1230. Mm -hmm. Went to bed naked and it was good. And Elise and I were like, you know what? Perfect. Let's right on. Let's go. Another question that we get is, does the pressure of having to do it kill the mood or does it feel robotic? And it's amazing how it's a, great question. it's a great question. And again, partly this goes to mindset, right? Because for some of you, you're like, oh, well, I have to do this. And what I would say is, honestly, you've made a commitment to your spouse. So how do you go into your commitments? Do they become have tos mm-hmm. or do they say, do you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to honor this. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's what shifted for me when I did, when we did the 60 days of sex challenge. Cause there was a period where I, I was just kind of in like, I don't want to do this. But then I got myself into the place where I was like, you know what? You made this commitment. What happens if you shift and you say, I'm honoring, I'm honoring my spouse. Okay. And so that's wife side point viewpoint, yeah. husband viewpoint does it feel robotic? So for us guys, it can feel robotic, especially as you begin to progress through the challenge and you're, you, it's taking you longer to ejaculate because it can feel like you're just, you're just pumping for a long time and nothing's happening. So there needs to be that conversation of being able to go, you know what? And Elisa and I had to have this conversation because I, I've been in this situation before and I didn't want it to be robotic. I wanted her to know that we are still connecting. And yet me ejaculating wasn't the culmination, meaning we finished that night. It was okay if I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that really began to change my aspect of this because we're still having fun. We're still keeping it lively. And, and in all honesty, there have just been some nights where it doesn't happen and we're, we're just sort of laughing and having a good time. And because for us, there's no like worried about the cleanup sex part of it. And so it, it, it's just sort of like, all right, cool. Wipe off real quick and we're good. So it's really making sure that you have the conversation around that. Well, and somebody said, you know, aren't you just checking the box some days? And what I would say to that is sure. Uh, there, but, there are many times in my life period that I'm just checking the box and you know what, I'll be more than happy to check the box, having sex with my wife every day. Is it a challenge? Yes. 
doing doing a hundred push up challenge or a, a fitness challenge or a an eating like dietary challenge, man, are there days that you check the box in your life? Sure, and if you said no, you're lying because we do that in our lives, man. They're they're just things that we do. Do I love taking my kid to school every day? No, but we do it. I mean, there's just it's a check off the box. And, and sometimes within a challenge, it does. And yet, that's when the extraordinary comes out. That's when we begin to go, wait, wait, wait a minute here. We're checking the box. We're starting to get, we're starting to miss out on some of the opportunities here. Are we willing to engage each other and make this marriage extraordinary, make this sex challenge something that it really can be? Or are we just going to be like, eh, whatever, I'm going to just check the box. That's up to you. That's a choice you get to make each and every day and how you set yourself up and the mindset you have and what you're believing is going to happen out of this is up to you. Well, and we want to share what some of the other summit partners had to say and what shifted for them in doing the challenge. And we're going to do so after we thank this week's sponsor. And that's my freeze easy. And, you know, so often we can get to this place of what's for dinner just makes you want to like cringe and roll your eyes. And it's just this huge strain on your marriage. And the truth of the matter is, is that we all want to not have to think about what we're going to feed the family for dinner. And my freeze easy wants to help you get wholesome meals stocked in your freezer in a simple and affordable way. It's more than just freezer meal plans. It's the flexibility of having backup dinner and adding more variety to your meals. Just like we talk about adding more variety to your sex life. That's right. It's all about being intentional. It's going to give you the confidence you'll need it, that you have and that you need to get dinner on the table without stress. And you're going to see savings in your wallet. We do all the time. My Freeze Easy is the easiest way to do dinner, even on busy weeknights, so that you have more time to do a sex challenge. That's right. I'm just saying. So get 20% off an annual membership when you get signed up today. Go to myfreezeeasy.com slash one today. That's M-Y-F-R-E-E-Z-E-A-S-Y.com slash one. So stop that pesky question and make more time for the two of you. Plus get 20% off an annual membership today at myfreezeeasy.com slash one. And I just want to share, you know, as you were just talking about that right before um, we shared about the sponsor, you know, one of the wives in, in the club had put in there that as they were doing this challenge, they realized how many excuses they had been making around their sexual intimacy. Oh, wow. well, we're too busy to do this, or we've got this to do, or, or you know, I'm tired, or, or whatever it is. And she realized because they had to overcome so many different challenges within the challenge, mm-hmm that there are a lot of excuses that are just that. There are a lot of excuses that pull us away from our spouses. You know, another wife said that because we were communicating more in the bedroom about our sexual intimacy, the challenge took our communication in all areas to new levels. Mm. And I think that's really important because so many people, especially those that tend to be the more reluctant spouse, will hear, oh, it's a sex challenge. It's going to be all about sex. And the truth of the matter is, is that if you'll allow yourself to be all in, both of you, and you come in with just this expectation that we're going to connect, you'll find that it's not just a sex challenge. That's just the tool. Mm -hmm. It will improve your emotional intimacy. It'll shift your recreational intimacy. It'll shift your spiritual intimacy, your financial, like everything shifts when the two of you put your marriage first. Yeah. And this husband said, I didn't think we could talk about sex so much and in so much depth as when we did a challenge. It's like our expectations were fully revealed. 
True compromise happened because we truly wanted to understand each other. Instead of trying to read each other's minds, being able to reveal your expectations is huge. And we talked about this a lot, actually, when we were with our front row dads last week about ESP and Mm -hmm. that expectation, you know, and we have that episode on ESP. I'm going to put a link to it here in the uh, episode notes for you guys, but listen to that because during a challenge, this isn't the place to be reading your spouse's mind. Like you cannot sit in this time frame and go, are they thinking this or are they thinking that? Should I do this or should I do that? It's a place where you truly have to be open, honest, and transparent. Mm-hmm. We got we got to break away all the expectations we think we're supposed to have and then dive deeper into it so that way we can experience the fun and the excitement. And uh, honestly, for me, I feel like it's one of these times when we're coming together as a team. And we've talked about this a lot lately about... What does it look like when we're on the same team fighting together? Like together, we're on the team, we're holding hands and we're like, you know what? Yeah, that argument, we're not gonna let that derail us. Mm -hmm. And so what are we going to do to be able to complete or just stay on track of where we're at with our challenge? I, I do want us to go into some of the other questions, especially around like kids. Yeah. Let, let, let's, let's talk about, can, can I just share this one yeah. quick comment though? Sure. Because I think this is a game changer, especially over a uh, long-term challenge is that there were a number of wives in the group who said, I missed being able to have sex with my husband when I was on my period during the challenge. I don't ever remember saying that. And I mean, I, that just like makes me think how many marriages would be shifted if there was so much connection that she actually missed having sex and it wasn't, her period wasn't an excuse. It was just something to get to. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, go ahead. Which question did you want to? Well, I think like with kids, how, mm-hmm. how are we, how are we addressing our sexual intimacy during a challenge with kids? And I think there's a variety of ages because many of you do have kids. And so one of the, one of the challenges that you got to overcome is, are we only having sex late at night when mm-hmm. we put the kids to bed? And that could get really difficult. And, and believe you me, I think that would make it very tough because there are times when Elise and I have done that. And it's the last thing we don't prioritize ourselves. We don't prioritize our marriage. We don't prioritize the sex challenge. Everything else comes in first. And really the challenge becomes a, a big struggle. It, it, it's a struggle. It's hard. It's it, it feels like, why are we doing this? And yet when we do come together and we go, all right, this is about us. It's mm-hmm. about our marriage. It's about the longevity of our marriage to, to, to show and, and, and be able to stand on, on a ground and say, we did this. Here's the thing though. You got kids. We have kids. You're going to have to change up when you're having sex. One, one wife recently, she said, you know what? We were getting to this routine in this rut of us just making it happen late at night. And she's like, that's the time I felt like it was, it was okay for us to have sex. But then she realized, she listened to the, uh, the anatomy of an erection episode mm-hmm. and realized that like in the morning, you know, guys have an erection. It's already there. We're ready to go. It's just our anatomy. And she's like, well, what if I shift this to having sex in the morning before the kids even wake up? And maybe we just wake up a little earlier. We have sex in the morning and we're awake and it's a, a bright new day and it's a great start to our day. And that little shift right there happened for them. Well, and, and with kids, you have to look at your windows of opportunity. 
It doesn't matter if you have teenagers or toddlers, where are the windows that you can, you know, maybe it's not going to be a two hour lovemaking session. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's probably not always a two hour lovemaking session at night either. So, so let's not use that as the excuse for having daytime sex. You might have to take advantage of, you know, their favorite cartoon on TV. You might have to take advantage of the time between it, you know, it takes the teenager to leave high school and get home. You may have to take advantage of lunchtime. You may have to actually let the laundry sit for half an hour Mm -hmm. so that the two of you can have sex because everybody else in the house is preoccupied or sleeping. Don't be afraid to put down all of your have tos so that you can make time for your spouse. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, it will always be time well spent the obligations will always be there. Yep. Another great question. How do you keep it fun? Mm, that is a great question. You, and this goes back to mindset, mm-hmm. right? You have to, especially as we look at like a 30 day challenge where one wife who actually said she was reluctant and that she would have never brought up a challenge, but her husband asked her. And so she said, yes, she said, you know, I even found that after a while, like our regular positions we're getting boring (laughs) and I wanted to try something else. And so with that, I mean, what we did this challenge is we actually incorporated 30 positions with the 30 days. So all of the participants got 30 different positions. And so you may be trying different positions. You may be trying different rooms in your house. You may be trying different sex toys or different lubricants, or like we just talked about different times a day. Nowhere is it written that a married couple only has sex in the evening, in the dark, under the covers with the lights off right? It doesn't exist. I would say also look at your different lubes, look at your different diffusers, look at your different audio, like auditory is huge for some folks. Olfactory, like what are the scents that help that moment of the two of you coming together? Like you can do it. You can be intentional. What what are we about? You know, are we going to be intentional or are we going to take action? And, And I believe that even for Elisa and I, we're changing things up. Like we made sure we've had a wedge, a sex wedge, and we've been using that more during this challenge to change it up. What are these, like a missionary position that's something we've done for many, many years. You add a wedge to it, it's a whole new thing. Right. You add a new position or a new tweak to it, it changes the whole thing up. So I think that's another thing. Um, Lastly, I think we need to just jump into... Oh, where was that question that I wanted to answer? Is it only sexual activity? And I would say, is it only intercourse? Or is it, can we, can we look at oral sex as being considered a day for, con- considering that a day to as a completion day? Again, that's up to the two of you. There are, us included, there are many couples And we actually had some of the positions that we had in the 30 positions this month were oral sex positions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing with trying new positions is that you can always go, like if something doesn't quite work the way you think it it was going to, you can always go back to something that you know does work, Mm -hmm. but it's just getting you out and doing new things. If oral sex counts for you, then do it. If you never do oral sex and you want to try it, do it. We had a couple in, in the club do it this month. And it's just, it's breaking through some stuff that she didn't know she was capable of, right? But ultimately, guys, you define your sex challenge. This is not, you know, sex challenge rules by Tony and Elisa. These are tools and guidelines and resources that we equip you with so that you can go find out, like one couple said, we now know what we're capable of. 
Yeah. And I don't know, and you don't know what you're capable of until you step into a challenge and say, what are we going to do? What could we be capable of? And what will shift in our marriage when we find out just what we are capable of? Yeah. All right. Hopefully that helped you guys. Hopefully that allowed you to wrap your head around what a sex challenge is, could look like, and will be for you. So here's the thing. Jump on it get on it, start thinking about it. We are going to have another one as a group, as a one family coming up at the beginning of the year. And we'd love for you to join us then. Hey, if you can't wait, go do a seven, go do a 30. Let us know when you do email us at info or actually hugs at one extraordinary marriage.com. Put, we did it in the subject line. And we want to read those because we know with 77% of you not having ever done a challenge, we should start getting a ton of those from you guys because we want to see you and, and allow you to experience what happens when you do have a sex challenge. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And we can't wait to hear from you and how your sex challenge goes. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.